0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of X-Rental, a show that transports you back to the 90s, where Two Girls One Cup was the plot of A League of Their Own, and not the reason I can no longer enjoy Butterscotch Angel Delight.
1: Gross. Yeah, how was that, that plot of A League of Their
0: Own? Right, so I took, I spent ages trying to find a film where two women compete for a cup <laughs> <laughs> in in film, and let me tell you, they've never done it. I can't think of
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've now evidently identified a gap in the market.
0: Yes. We need to see a film where two women vie for a cup. It doesn't have to be a trophy or championship. It could just be. A cup. It could be like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Grail, the Holy Grail or whatever. Yeah, it's like a cup. It could just be like a big Sports Direct mug.
1: Yeah. But uh, obviously, should... you know, you go go ahead and start writing that. Not now, whilst the strike's on. No, well,
0: will the strike be on by the time this comes out? We yeah. don't know. That's why we yeah. shouldn't talk about current affairs.
1: You're so a... what
0: are we doing this week, Bradley? Uh, it's a it's a choice from my uh, shelf, the things your, that your I want. Your pile. Your pile. My, my, my piles. Um, and it is Peter Jackson's 1992 gore opus, Braindead.
1: Well, Dead, released in the UK in November 1992. Uh, the same month saw the debut of BBC's Absolutely Fabulous. Uh, the release of the first Rage Against the Machine record and the appointing of political horn dog Bill Clinton as president of the United States of America. Great month. Really good
0: month, that. See, it just seemed
1: pretty good.
0: Wall to wall bangers. I'm really, I, I like that you've done this. I don't know where this episode will be, but I'm just telling you now, as the second we've ever recorded, that <laughs> the illusion has been shattered. <laughs> 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 this will be the the twelfth. It'll be the final episode of the season. But uh, I do like what you're doing. It's nice. It's nice to yeah. a bit of historical context for uh, what Brain Dead was competing against at the time.
1: Thirty one uh, years later, I still fucking hate killing in the name of. Them. Bam, 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 bam. Can you? Thirty one years later, and they're still playing it in rock clubs up and down the country as the centerpiece.
0: Yeah, and there's always the thing where I like. They said the obviously the main thing the denouement is uh, fuck you I won't do what you tell me but the DJ will always say show us your fingers and then everyone will put their fingers up and it's like well you're doing what he's told you it's a paradox what's going on boys think for yourself
1: (laughs) I'd say enough about Tom Morello and his gang of merry misfit anarchists who are on the major label right and sell tickets for like six hundred dollars. Enough about them, though. Braindead, Bradley. What's the deal with Braindead? Well, when a Sumatran rat monkey
0: is brought to a zoo in in New Zealand in the 1950s, Lionel goes and takes Chiquita on a date. uh, And his mother, while spying, accidentally gets bitten by said Sumatran rat monkey. What ensues from there is... 70 minutes of some of the vilest, goriest, gnarliest practical effects work perhaps ever committed to celluloid until it ends in what could be described as one of the bloodiest crescendos of all time. And here is where Ashton goes and shits all over the thing that I love.
1: I yes. have a difficult relationship with this film now. Uh, at school, this was another one of those videos that got passed around I think someone recorded it off of telly when Jonathan Ross used to have his little cult feature. Mm. So it, this wasn't actually one that made it into my video shop. Uh so my video shop was probably a bit too small to be bringing in gore fests from Kiwi Land. And uh yeah so it got kind of got passed around school and everyone loved it because it is as you say a symphony of gross which you know when you're 11 12 you don't really want more than that. When you you don't really want to be scared by a horror movie, you just want to see something completely grotesque. And it absolutely delivers that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just just watching it now. Not much really does it for me until that final act. I've, I it's kind. Of, we'll, we'll probably cover Ring at some point. This has kind of got a bit of Ring element to me, where it's not remotely interesting until the finale, and then the finale is so good it remains it kind of brainwashes you into thinking the whole thing is good. For me, of course. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know about that. Like, yeah. So the, the I think opening... it could
1: be it's a sensibility thing. Like I, I felt for large portions it's a bit edge-lordy. It's 1992
0: Peter Jackson. I mean he's he's made what yeah. Meet the Feebles and he's made um what's the other one called? Go on. Bad taste. That's the one. Um and I Like, yeah, the, the opening sort of... well, not, I mean, the, the the chase through the jungle at the beginning is pretty fun. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah, that, no, I love that. And I love the fact that it was him wearing his complete devotion to King Kong on his sleeve by literally setting it on Skull Island. On Skull which, Island, yeah. Which looked a little bit like a quarry in the a, in a city, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. About that. It doesn't matter. But it's <laughs> nice to see the genesis,
0: right? Because then, like, yeah. 13 years later, he, he, he gets to make King Kong. Yeah.
1: I, I really, that I totally forgot about that. Uh, so as soon as that title card came up, I was like, nah, that's nice. That's nice. And then we get the kind of clunky romance
0: uh, with Lionel and the shop girl. And yeah. I do want not... to say,
1: just, just let me just interject quickly. This film has the most New Zealander names. Well, apart from Chiquita. But that's Lionel, Roger. It's Pakita. Sorry. Pakita, say. Is it, it Pakita? It's uh, Lucas Paquita. Pakita. Yeah, six pack. Congratulations, by the way, Lucas. Congratulations. You you're scumbie. listening. You're inevitably listening. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Only a matter of time. But you're talking about like Les, Lionel, you know, McTeabish, Nurse McTavish. Yep. Very, 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 very charming.
0: Yes. Um, you know, and this this is like a, you know, like a a fake back to the future. You know, he's got, you know, we're we're back in the days and he's trying to, you know, win the heart of the girl. And, you know, they're at the zoo having a lovely time, as you always do when you're trying to seduce a woman. You take him to see a place where monkeys and all other sorts of animals eat shit and piss. And um, there we see, obviously Lionel's mother, who's a sort of overbearing and oppressive, you know, Mrs. Bates-esque matriarch, but with a bit more sass um and she's you know nibbled upon and upon that you know wh- when we get to the dinner party for example and there are yeah. blood spores nipping into like bursting into custard you're telling me
1: that's not engaging an actual note that i made was custard is a truly underrated dessert three seconds later don't like custard anymore <laughs> don't want to eat it anymore no, no it's fucking disgusting <laughs> it's really <Why>? deeply unpleasant
0: <laughs> What I want to ask you about is how do you how do you think what do you think about about the portrayal of the sort of undead zombies, whatever these creatures are? How do you feel? What do you think about the way that they behave?
1: I mean, I, that I actually find quite interesting, in the sense that it, you could have easily gone down and other Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Evil Dead, rip off. Uh, I quite like that they trying to go down the street of this weird dysfunctional family almost with added uh horrible shagging. Um that part I did find found really interesting. And so a lot that's a lot of the stuff in this film conceptually I still totally vibe with, but it's just the execution, which you know I'm probably being harsh. It was still super low budget. We're not talking middle earth here. Um, I think that's pretty much that's pretty I much sums up my what, review of it. Conceptually what I did great execution, bits of desire. You're
0: you're, you're saying the sum of its body parts doesn't add up to much. There you go. There you go. I just dug you out of that fucking hole. Uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. (laughs) I think um, as a a film that came along in a time when horror itself was on its fucking arse, we're coming out the the end of this kind of like slasher slump, this slasher dirge where everything is just absolutely awful. But then we also...
1: Was this also before or after peter jackson was um trying to get an arm street
0: probably after or maybe maybe this was his his, um
1: yeah because i know he did Uh... heavenly creatures after this and then yeah that that, that, that was what then moved on to stuff like the Frighteners. um but yeah i was just wondering whether that was uh where that sat in the timeline well i mean i suppose the last
0: nightmare was like 94 as well 93 '94. so yeah who knows but the whole reason we're doing the 90s in general is that it's such a varied and sort of off-kilter decade where sort of anything kind of went and this was an example of sort of like a bloody gore fest that can only exist in the time that it's been created in the 80s i don't know if it's going to have the same sort of like because it needs the historical context of what's come before it for it to be funny um and in the 2000s or the 2010s that have preceded it um, it's too self-aware and it's too winking and it's too knowing. There's a genuine sort of honesty to this kind of splatter silliness that I think can only be encapsulated in this period of time by this director
1: doing this type of film. Totally agree on that. It's, it's a very again for, 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 for what is actually happening on screen for all of the chaos and the disgusting gore splatter it's a very earnest film. Yeah,
0: it's it's not cynical, and it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't try to make you laugh. It just makes you laugh. Mm. Um, well, I mean, you might not find it funny, but you know, a priest saying "I
1: kick ass for no, the
0: Lord." Look, no one's not going to find that not funny. That is funny. It's funny. funny. And like punching someone's head off, and then it, like snapping back and being on behind them, and like some of the gore and practical effects in in this film are remarkable. Like to this day, I still think a lot of the effects. Yes, they're a bit latexy and a bit goopy and a bit gunky, but I think some of them are so viscerally effective in terms of how, like the, the fingers. Custard. I'm just going to say the custard alone. You're, you're just, just going to keep still, saying the custard. It's just
1: so it's, that was the real scarring part that came away. But yeah, you the thi- the, the nurse's fingers in the cheeks, in unbelievable. The te- like,
0: and some of the some of the like, what's so interesting is the camera work in which jackson operates in is you know like we saw this with raimi in in evil dead where he kind of like created his own visual vernacular the same thing could be said for this peter jackson film because he's doing shit with the camera that just most people wouldn't think or dare to do especially on a a low budget film which
1: a lot of dutch angles which he then brought into lord of the rings and exactly yeah and then exactly Then Tom Hooper started putting it in stuff like lemons rather and Cats and it got a bit weird. Yeah, fuck you Tom Hooper. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think
0: it's a, like, when you talk about sort of a beer and pizza with friends movie, I can't think of one that's maybe as fitting as this film. I I'm think... not eating fucking pizza whilst
1: watching this film. <laughs> of course. Diff- like, next to a carbonara is probably the worst possible food I'd want to eat whilst watching listen, this film. Listen,
0: sometimes you got to just chow down and just hope for the best that's the difference between you and me i would gladly eat anything watching this film i would it doesn't tagline for this show or... <laughs>
1: sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just
0: gotta chow down <laughs> sometimes you just gotta shove it in your mouth and hope for the best um but yeah i just think it's such a succinctly fun film and it's so singular in its ambition doesn't attempt to like ele- like the 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 criticism of it is it's threadbare as fuck in terms of narrative. Like, yeah. but I think all the greatest sort of films are. My favorite film of all time is Suspiria, and that narrative is absolute dog shit. It's basically like,
1: all oh, witches.
0: <laughs> have you heard of a witch?
1: Oh, all wh- oh, some witches. <laughs> oh, there's witches. <laughs> have a have a dance.
0: Yeah, yeah, the dancing's cool, man. Mind the witch Everyone's, do- everyone's doing dance horror these days. <laughs> You've got to get on board with it. Um But this film can only, yeah, say, only exist now. If you tried to do like a remake of Brain dead in
1: 2023, wouldn't work. I'm going to challenge that a little bit because who the do film, you th- you, the, who the, the do film, could... the film, Deathgasm exists, and it's yeah. pretty much a complete ode to Brain Dead. Bad taste, meet the beebles I,
0: I, I, will give you that. I mean, it, it is doing something. I mean, it has more narrative, for example. But yes, Deathgasm yeah. is something that's spiritually. Akin to this film, and is great. But we do have a, a question,
1: magical video shop that can always reference films that haven't come out yet.
0: Yeah, we, we're soothsayers. We can always right. see
1: what's coming. Ash, a
0: question for you: Um If you could pick one director to make a Brain Dead remake, who would you pick? Go on. There's
1: a film that came out. I feel like it was either this year or at the tail end of last year. And I said to you, I want to see this guy make a horror movie. Fucking John Wick, dude. Chad. Chad Stahelski. Ta- <laughs> Where did you go
0: Chad Stahelski.
1: <laughs> this way, Czech
0: Republic accent. Oh,
1: very good.
0: You, you know, want to see him do Brain Dead. I'll I, I tell you what, I can kind of see that.
1: It was watching John Wick 4, as you say, we're using words like cacophony and symphony and just a shit show of blood. That's basically what John Wick 4 was, was here's all the things we've learned from the previous three films. Here's the greatest hits of John Wick. And it is just a ballad of violence. And I want to see Chad Stahelski. Chad Stahelski. I want to see him take out a horror. Do you want to know who mine, who mine
0: would be? I do. Bill Hader.
1: Oh, yes. Is, is it because you wrapped up Barry?
0: I mean, obviously, everyone's wrapped up Barry. Like, Barry is amazing. But, like, that man can... It, it As, as shown, that he's adept at making a set piece, can make genuine dread and tension, and also has the comedic sensibilities that have been backed up over a, you know a two-decade-long work of funny, funny shit. So, Bill Hader doing Brain
1: Dead, I think, would be absolutely top I'd, bins. I'd be on board.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be a
1: hundred percent. But in fact, because after watching Barry, I cannot wait to see where he goes. As oh, yeah. a as, as a as a creator, I've always loved yeah. him as an actor. Anyway, like I just said, it was all of the um, all of his comedy roles. He's always funny. He was always the highlight of what was a, a slim pickings on Saturday Night Live. He was always the highlight on that. And then you saw, I think it was the Skeleton Twins. I was like, oh, it's just the old cliche? Comedians make the best drama. But then he was great in it, even if the film wasn't great. I, I I I've just always been a fan of his. So to see that side of him with Barry was unbelievable and so yes i am a hundred percent first day for your brain dead for
0: for anything that bill hader does now you know but yeah. in, in my fantasy world where he's made a remake of brain dead i think
1: it would be quite good i think it'd just be a little bit good little did you know bit... that brain dead when it was initially released in new zealand it earned more money per screen than batman returns
0: <laughs> i'm not surprised
1: man <laughs> i'm
0: not surprised they they do show up for their own their own their own lot yeah um obviously we should also know that in america this is known as dead alive and brain dead oh, in america yeah. is that weird bill pullman movie
1: which i've still never seen isn't is isn't it the two
0: bills pullman and paxton
1: yeah i've
0: yeah. got it oh i'll lend it we could put well you're coming over as my at an indeterminate time we can
1: watch it yeah that sounds that sounds delightful and what it's 90s it? oh there you go and is it 90 minutes probably i mean that's the one that's one of the best things about this fucking decade is that nearly everything's between 90 and 100 minutes yeah it's only like
0: certain films that we're going to be covering with certain guests where i'm like why would you pick that i've got i've got stuff going on i haven't got time to be watching three hour opuses but that's the whole point of this you know show is that we talk about the films that you are passionate about that i am passionate about and that our guests are passionate about and i'm excited to um
1: not me though fuck me evidently i said
0: you first you <laughs>
1: fucking rat i thought you were saying you as in the audience
0: no you yeah, i pointed to camera um but we are also passionate about what any of you who dare to have now stuck through however many episodes we've done at the time that i'm recording this so as always any recommendations any suggestions anything you want to hear us inanely warble over and diverge from massively Put it in the comments. Send us an email. We don't have an email address, but you could send, you know, just send one out into the ether and hopefully it comes to us. As usual, if you're enjoying these chats and I don't know why you would, uh, you can hit that subscribe button. Give us a like on here. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your auditors, tell your tax advisors, tell your financial advisors, tell your resident advisors. Uh, Anyone that advises you, tell them about us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at xrentalyt. Uh, you can find me personally on all social media, so Twitter,
1: Instagram, and Letterboxd at Had Branson and Ash. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ash Diggs Films and on Letterboxd, Ash in 35. Ash seems to do a lot of
0: things, doesn't he, For, depending on what one he's on. Yeah. I'm what's, very, your, I'm, what's your I'm, porn I'm, Pornhub I'm, account name?
1: I'm a very unfocused mind, I'm afraid, which you would <laughs> not be able to tell from this Oh my God, whatsoever. Jesus
0: Christ. What's your Pornhub? Account name I'm
1: Ash. I'm not going to sign in Ash I'm like, Fist cat. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm not giving. My, I'm not giving my data to, to, to big wank. To big farmer. To big. <laughs>
0: Fantastic.
1: That's well, a, that's that's the crescendo that you're after. That's the what, that, that was
0: that was the emotional denouement. <laughs> He's not giving his data to big wank. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, there'll be another episode out soon. Yeah. Until the next
1: episode. See you back at the shop.